Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone, rest your cause. Good morning, Edwin. Good morning, Andrew. Hope you had a good weekend, buddy. I did. After a thousand episodes, fantastic. Yeah, all that celebration. I'm looking around. There's still some confetti I need to clean up around here. <laughs> a little bit. Around the Text Talk studios. <laughs> a little bit. But, you know, and, we kept it real. And special thanks to people who celebrated with us. And yes. Very nice Got some uh, nice displays cards and of, attaboys. Of thank yous and, uh, and congratulations and really appreciate the generosity of folks who helped us celebrate our 1,000th episode. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, mm-hmm. I guess we have a thousand more to go to get to two thousand. <laughs> I guess that's right. <laughs> so let's let's get started. All right, let's get started let's one more, it. one at a time. John fifteen is where we are this week, and I'm going to be reading from the English Standard Version. We'll go ahead and read the whole chapter today. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away, and every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another, as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another." If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you are of the world, the world would love you as its own, but because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin, but now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen and hated both me and my father. But the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated me without cause. But when the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. And you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. Amen. So as we move into John 15, we're starting out with another one of our Ego Ami statements. 
I am. And we talked last week in the 14th chapter, particularly in verse 6, about some of those I am statements. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me, or but through me. And here in John 15 and verse 1, I am the true vine, Yes, and my Father is the vine dresser. Do you see this metaphor being introduced, this new I am statement as like an expansion and elaboration on uh, on the first one. Well, I mean, I think I think Jesus here is continuing various metaphors to demonstrate his life, his joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, think about the the vine and the vine dresser throughout the law, the writings, and the prophets. The idea of bread, wine, and oil were prosperity, right? Celebration. Joy. Mm. Here we have this I am the vine, and he's the vine dresser, yeah. the branches, we're going to bear fruit. And all of that leads to I'm saying this so that your joy may be full. Sure. So here is the source of joy. I think in Psalm 16, a psalm I've been looking at lately, I love where it ends as it points out that the Lord will teach us the paths of life in his presence. Mm-hmm. Uh, our pleasures forevermore in his presence is the fullness of joy and that recognition that, you know, Christianity and surrendering to Jesus is not about giving up on joy. It's not about cutting off yeah. our joy. I know it's about self-denial. It's about getting rid of the self-gratification, but it's actually leading us to the greater joy. So uh, as we see him as the, I am the good shepherd, he mm-hmm. is the leader, he is the guide who yeah. feeds us, he is the bread of life, so mm-hmm. he is the sustenance itself, and now he's the vine. He is the yeah. one that produces this fruit, and of course, in the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. So, this so is we see all this together. Joy. That's yeah. beautiful. I think so. One of the things I was picking up on is in John 14, verse 6, this idea of through me, mm. the way, the truth, the life, through me, mm. through me. Yes. And that, to my mind, is quite similar to this concept in the vine when we see where we are in the picture. Okay. We abide in the vine. Okay. If Jesus is the vine and disciples are the branches then it's really still about through him, isn't it? Yes. For the for the fruitfulness. Through him, by him, mm-hmm. from him. He is the source. He is the strength. Yeah. He is the power. He is the sustenance. Uh, you know, one of the other things this I am statement is building on is back in Isaiah, there are multiple pictures of vineyards. Yeah, there are. And in those places, Israel is the vine. Mm-hmm. So when Jesus brings up this notion of I am the vine, he is also really demonstrating that he is the fulfillment of Israel. He is the premier Israelite, if you yeah. will. He is the epitome of what it means to be an Israelite, which, of course, what would you expect from the Messiah, the yeah. son of God, the the descendant of David, who is going to be the king of these people? That's exactly who he is going to be. He is. So as Israel was the vine, now Jesus is the vine. Yeah, I'm trying. I can't remember if it's Isaiah or Ezekiel, because I wasn't sure we'd get this way in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But I do remember one of those uh, parables, the idea that he was going to build this vineyard, put yeah. the wall up around it. Isaiah 5 and Isaiah 27. And all this, yes. But then, of course, it's ruined. In Isaiah 5, there's judgment <laughs> and destruction. Yeah, yeah. There's judgment and destruction. So here In Isaiah 27, Jesus is going to fulfill yeah. where Israel had failed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, where, where Israel had brought forth wild grapes in mm-hmm. Isaiah 5, uh, we, what we find is Jesus, as the ultimate true vine, is going to produce what is good and beautiful. But what is he going to do it? He's going to do it through 
us, mm. and we are the branches. Mm-hmm. Now that brings up a question for me, and that is, well, what good is a branch? What good is a branch? <laughs> what good is a branch? So first of all, and I, I know you and I, I think, are on the same page here. Typically, for years and years and years, I'm confused by this metaphor because when I think of a vine, I think of the tendril that's staked out along the trellis that that crawls up the house. Sure. But in this picture, the vine is actually supposed to be seen as the trunk. Uh-huh. And, and when you see that trunk of a vine, you see what looks kind of like a miniature tree. Yeah. But the branches of a vine, rather than just like the branches, as I look out the window at the trees uh, at the back of the church's property here, you know, the trees shoot up into the air and then the branches go out 10, 15 feet and they, mm-hmm. they're just there. It's a huge tree, whereas the the vine doesn't grow up super tall, but those branches can, if you stake them out yeah. and, you, and, and the farmer and the vine dresser pins them up to the trellis, they'll just keep going and going and mm-hmm. going for a long way. The branches mm-hmm. are that part. The vine is yeah. the trunk yes. coming up out of the ground. Of course, the vine dresser is the farmer who plants the seed, who waters and irrigates, who fertilizes, who prunes away the bits that need to be cut off, and that's, that's uh, God's part in this, but we are the branch. And I remember just one time I was studying this, I don't know how many times I had read Ezekiel before. Not not a whole bunch. It's not you know one of my top Bible reads. It's not yeah. Acts by any means. Oh, I thought you were going to say Leviticus. <laughs> but but it's not Leviticus either. So yeah. I had read it more. Yeah, I, I, know, I, I, I hear you that. there. But I had missed this, and I was just studying. I think I did a word search, and I came across this in Ezekiel 15, and I was stunned. Here's what it says in Ezekiel 15, verse 1. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, how does the wood of the vine surpass any wood, the vine branch that is among the trees of the forests? See, we're talking about a branch from a vine. Yeah, and contrasting it with these forest trees. With the other trees, that's right. Is wood taken from it to make anything? Do people take a peg from it to hang any vessel on it? Behold, it is given to the fire for fuel. When the fire has consumed both ends of it and the middle of it is charred, is it useful for anything? Behold, when it was whole, it was used for nothing. How much less when the fire has consumed it and it is charred, can it ever be used for anything? Mm-hmm. So Ezekiel 15 seems to be talking about the quality of the wood <laughs> and saying, hey, you know what? A vine is not an oak tree. It's, it's not, not cherry. We're not making not. beautiful furniture out of it. We're not even going to take a little thing of it and bore a hole in the wall and stick it in and try to hang anything on it. It's just, it's useless. Yeah, we're not tempering anything with it. So the branch of the vine is just flat out useless. It's good for nothing. The only thing it's good for is kindling. Mm-hmm. So if you want to throw, if you want to get a fire started, go on a camping trip, take you some vine branches, you know, wrap them up and, and you can use that for kindling. You get your, let them dry out pretty good yeah. and get your fire started. That's, that's fire the start. thing to do. And of course, once they're charred and burned, they're even more useless. That's right. The one thing they were good for is now gone. And uh, I, I'm a little offended <laughs> because not only am I a sheep, one of the dumbest animals in the world. Oh, in, in these images of John. I'm the branch. And now he says you're the branch. I'm the branch. I just sit back and I wonder what, why, why is it this? Well, and I, what I've come to conclude is the branch by itself is absolutely, utterly useless. But the branch connected to the vine mm-hmm. is useful 
for fruit bearing. It's fruitful. Not because the branch itself can bear fruit, because obviously by itself, the branch can do nothing. Mm -hmm. But when the branch is abiding in the vine, is dwelling in the vine, residing in the vine, connected to the vine, the life, the power, the strength, the sustenance, the very practically, the sap, all of that, the branch is a beautiful, wonderful conduit Mm -hmm. for the work Mm -hmm. of the vine dresser and the vine to come out and produce fruit on the other end. And that's what we're good for. That's, that's what a branch is good for that when it stays connected to the vine, the vine can bear fruit through it. So being a disciple of Christ, we have this incredible potential to bear fruit and to be fruitful for his glory and for his pleasure. Mm. But only insofar as we are connected to the vine yes. and abiding in the vine, because if we go out on our own, we will not be fruitful. We will fail. Absolutely. And what this says to me, Andrew, is I basically have one job. Mm. I think we as disciples have one job. And actually, shockingly and surprisingly, our job is is not actually to bear fruit. Mm. The vine dresser does that work. The vine provides that strength. Our job is to abide in the vine. That's mm. our job. Our one job is to make sure we co- we stay connected and we dig in and we, we increase that connection and we strengthen it and we hold on so that mm. we can be used as instruments of righteousness and glory to demonstrate the wisdom of God to the rulers and the powers and authorities in the cosmic and heavenly places, as it says in Ephesians. But the only way that happens is if we do our one job, staying in Jesus. I tell you what, I really want to know how to abide in the vine, but I guess I'm going to have to wait till tomorrow. We're out of time. And tune in to Text Talk. <laughs> we will talk more. So we're going to tell you how important, absolutely essential it is to abide in the vine. But you've got to come back tomorrow to find out how that even happens. <laughs> Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. We appreciate so much this opportunity to be in your word. We are excited to see the potential as servants, as children of yours, to be fruitful in your kingdom and in your service. We know, Father, that there is truth and life, light. Every good thing is found in Christ and that by the gospel we might be in him. We pray, Father, that you might help us to cling to him, to abide in him, that we might serve you and please you this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. It's almost as if, even though we were at our time limit, you were afraid I was going to launch in (laughs) to a whole other discussion. Have I ever done such a thing? I just thought this, we actually have a cliffhanger. (laughs) How beautiful is that? Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger.